0: Alright, and welcome back. This is technically still one of the uh, social media posts, um, chapters in this series here, this ongoing series apparently, and what what we're going to do today, let me see if I get rid of some of that echo here, all of this I will be putting out um, in one long video form edited down to just the best parts, so, but thank you for joining me here for taking some time out of your day. I really do appreciate that. And what we're going to do today is I'm going to read from some of David, from this Tumblr page, Remember David Crowley. And I do have that up in the chat if anybody wants to uh, check that one out. Uh, Let me just uh, see. Okay. Checking the audio video. All right. So I'm going to pull that up, and we'll go through this. Now, this all started, um, it's pretty interesting. This started on uh, January 24th, so I'm going to walk through some of this and see if we can get to that exactly. Hey, Sophia, how are you, my friend? Finally got a notification. Oh, awesome! Yeah, I only had to uh, put it in there a few times, but I'm gonna share the link if you would like to join in here. And gonna go over some of this. So, you know, last night I was just really, really burnt out, and um, I decided that I was just gonna do a little light um, work on the new Justice, or the new David Crowley book that we're all working on called Buried Truth. And what I was looking for is I was just going to find the quote of one of David's former teachers, and I knew that it was part of this Tumblr page that was created January 24th, 2015. And um, so I think, um, oh, sorry to hear that, Sophia. Definitely. Definitely keep us posted on that for sure. (laughs) Okay, so let me see. Do I have this up here? Oh, that sucks. That can be painful. Very painful. Okay. So what I was doing is I was looking for um, something, a specific quote from one of David's former teachers. And I knew that that quote was in here. So I was just going to write it down. And then I started going back through it because I haven't looked at this probably since January of 2015. Probably one of the last times I looked at this. Some interesting comments by some interesting people here. So we'll definitely get to all of that. So I'm going to share my screen here. And let's jump right into this page, what we're looking at here. And this is, again, this is remember rememberdavidcrowley.tumblr.com. That's where I found this particular post, quote, whatever you want to call it. Lots of so this was created on January 24, 2015. This is a remembrance page for David Crowley, a combination of emails and public Facebook remembrances. So there's the picture that we all know, and I believe this is from the guy that created this. I know. Maybe this wasn't created on January 22nd or January 25th because this one says January 22nd. So I'm a little confused by that. And then up here it says January 24th. So anyone who knows about Tumblr, maybe you can help me help me understand that getting the the date, the creation date is very important here. Um, so I don't know. I, most of them are, are in order, if I remember correctly. Maybe not. No, maybe not. Maybe they're not in order. I mean, looking at these dates, it kind of goes back. So maybe this was created on the January 21st, actually. Wow. So these dates are very important. The other thing, because I'm not familiar with Tumblr, is, is this date here, when it says January 24, 2015, is that uh, related to this up here? So does it go comment, and then date, and then notes? Right? That's, that was one of the questions that I had, because this one's comment dates and then notes. So I'm guessing that's what it is. I'm not f- too familiar with Tumblr, obviously, as you can tell. So um, the only notes is that, remember, David Crowley posted this, and then it was liked. Um, someone, somebody liked it. So uh, I was a little confused with that. Okay, so this may be from Franklin here. So, I don't know. I'm totally confused about Tumblr. But if anybody has any insight on how Tumblr works, what I'm looking at here, that would be so awesome. Let me see if I can go back. Yeah, I've never really... I have a Tumblr page, um, but I've never... I think it it was synced up to my LinkedIn or synced up somewhere. I forget exactly where, but that's why I never really accessed it or, or used it at all. But... It is there. That's all that I know about it. So getting back to it. And that's one thing I'm going to have to figure out is how Tumblr works to make sure I understand. Um, This one here that was posted on the 24th. And maybe that's why it's at the 24th kind of out of order. So unless they put the most recent one at the top, that would make sense. So the last post could have been January 24th. By Franklin from our brief meeting. I found David to be personable and sincere, a genuinely good guy. My heart goes out to all of his family and friends. Rest in peace. But let's go to January 22nd. This is an interesting one. And let's find it to go back into. There it is. Let's be a little bit bigger for you. This is a very interesting one for a couple of reasons. So this photo, obviously, and I don't know if this will show this photo or not. Uh, Oh, okay, I guess everything got kicked out. That's why I need a monitor screen, which I don't have right now. I want to pull this up. Let's go back to the page. Yeah, so this, this photo here, people may remember this photo very well. And maybe I'll pull it up on my phone just so I can kind of use that as a monitor here. That may be wise. Okay, so this is the photo. I'm sure people have seen this one. And this is a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 servicemen. This is in Germany. This is, well, I'll read what um, what the poster writes about this. But this is very important here. And I believe the guy that is posting this is probably this guy over here on the right. That's my guess. Could be this other guy here on the lower left, but most, most likely that's who it is. And there's David right there in the middle. And I believe this is Eric Dupletis. I believe that's who that is. Um, And so I was looking for... Some of these other guys, I don't know who they are. But if you've ever looked into... um, Carly's service record, who who he served with, and some of the strange things that happened with the people that served with him. That's another rabbit hole you could easily go down. So...
1: See if I could pull this.
0: Okay, so just not working out very well, is it? Sorry, I'm gonna go back here, back here, here. Okay, let's share this one. And if anybody does, if anyone does want to jump in here, please let me know in the comments, and I'll definitely post that link right here for you. So I believe that's it. Okay, here we go. So let's go through this. This is the one I wanted to, to show, to kind of focus on. Once that loads, there it is. Okay, so the person who posted this photo... Uh, Here's what they said. Crowley was my brother in arms. We served in Iraq together in Ramadi 2006. That's very early when, when David was there. We were in the same platoon. This pick is best squad competition in Germany where we were stationed. I last spoke with him around November. He was fine. Anyone who knows him knows he didn't do this. I love you, Crowley. You will be missed, brother. Your fight is over, rest easy. I pray his legacy is carried on and gray state is finished. The world needs to see it, see you in Valhalla. So I don't know if this is the same Reaper that ended up contacting Dan Hinnon later on and leaving threatening messages or comments and they kind of went back and forth. And um, if that is the same person, that person has since passed away. Reaper. But it's very interesting here. That is on January 22nd. He's saying what a lot of people are saying. I last spoke with him in around November. That would be November of 2014. He was fine. Anyone who knows him knows he didn't do this. And this is interesting. This is why it's weird when you have a person say this. And then later on he turns around and starts going after the people that are saying the same things that he's saying here because you have the gray state goons who are getting in everybody's ear telling them no david's guilty david did it it's sad it's poetic but tragic it's a sad case but they all want you to believe this this is when they when the gray state goons talk about damage con- control this is what they're talking about because a person like this, a person who served with David, is obviously going to hold much more weight than Dan Hinnon or, or myself or anybody else that didn't know David or who weren't fans. Like Dan Hinnon and I were not fans of the Grey State Project. Um, so this is these are the types of people I believe that the Grey State goons wanted to influence first. Before they tried to go after Dan Hinnon and myself and many others and probably still are to this day. I don't know. So that seems to have been posted on January 22nd, 2015 at 4.37 p.m. And um, that's my guess because the dates seem to always come first. I don't know. I don't freaking know. (laughs) I guess. Uh, So anyone who knows Tumblr, please help me out if you know MySpace, help me out with that, too. Just kidding. So here's another one, January 21st, 2015. T. Austin, just a nice uh, tribute post there. Rest in peace, David Crowley. Your vision of truth awakened millions. That's true. That trailer is up to almost, it's close, I think it's well over 3 million at this point. The original 2012 Grey State trailer and that was by T Austin that was on Facebook so now I think we're getting back so it's going backwards so now we're going down to January 21st and then a lot of these you'll you'll note what the what the time is here so when we, we note the time I'm going to assume that's January 21st as well this was created very very early then uh, by people that knew David people that had experience with David this Whoever created, and I don't know who created the rememberdavidcrowley.tumblr.com page, but thank you for that because this did allow a lot of people to um, express their thoughts and views about about David Crowley without having to jump through the filter of the Gray State quote-unquote team, and I think that's a very important thing and a very good thing. So... Let's continue on. This is from someone named A House. RIP David Crowley and family. We don't have all the facts of what happened with him and his family, except that they were found deceased in their home, apparently, after weeks of decomposition. So I believe... The first time people knew about this was around the 19th or so. So um, even though the police have already come out and said David Crowley did this, you can still tell if these people know that the police have said that, they're not really buying it or they're just saying, you know what, we don't have all of of the facts about it. So this person seems like he was also... He or she was also a fellow veteran. It says Other than being a fellow veteran artist and activist really supportive of combat veterans for Ron Paul during the 2012 campaign season, he was set to finally finish his dream of making the Grey State The Rise movie. Um, let me finish reading. A fictional film about the growing American militarized police state. Here's the video from our time staying together during the 2012 Republican National Convention in Tampa, Florida. Let's see if that is an active link. Before I do that, um, this there is always some confusion about the name. The fictional story is just Gray State. Gray State: The Rise is a doc is a documentary. Supposed to be a documentary by David Crowley, and that's that gets a lot of mention. So these things are used kind of interchangeably, and even you can see sometimes they spell gray G R E Y, G R A Y. So, um, not too concerned about that, but I do want to see what this YouTube link is. And I can copy that, wouldn't mind seeing what they have over there, what it is. Okay, share this instead, okay, this looks a little familiar, um, this is from a group, Combat Vets RP, that's what it is, Adam House, so this guy's name is Adam House. So this is just a 30-something second clip. Hello
1: again, this is Adam House from Combat Veterans and Disabled Veterans for Ron Paul, host of the Language of Liberty show on blogtalkradio.com, and I'm here with the directors of Gray State. Guys, introduce yourselves and tell us what you're into. I'm David Crowley,
0: writer and director of Gray State. I'm Mitch Heil, director of photography and producer of Gray State. Gray State is essentially about uh, police state, martial law, economic collapse, a potential possible
1: scenario of a consequence if we collectively fail to embrace liberty so check it out at graystatemovie.com check out the trailer it's on YouTube search gray state movie peace out and fed in the wars.
0: that's interesting and we'll go back to huh that was interesting. I've seen that guy before. I thought he looked he he looks a little bit like Joseph Seton. I know it's not, but he looks a little bit like him. I've seen that guy in some other photos, some other videos, somewhere else. So Adam Adam House is the guy's name. Um, another combat veteran, and let me just go back and screen share here. And that was from the twenty twelve. We're on poll convention. 2012 Republican National Convention. Sorry, so that's during the Republican National Convention where David Crowley was, Adam House. Interesting stuff there. Um, be curious to see what some of these people's views are now on this compared to way, way back when. And here's what we have from... Jordan Page. Jordan Page. This is for all those who have suffered from the news about David Crowley. David was a good friend of mine. He directed this video for my song, Writing on the Wall. It's Yeah, that's a very strange name. Um, he was incredibly gifted and generous with his time and talents. He believed in me and I in him. I stand with all of you who are feeling his loss tonight. I hope this song helps you. I just watched it, and it helps me. I don't know how long that one is. Let me play that. But David directed this one, he said. That's pretty long. It's like six six minutes. I don't know if I'll play the whole thing. Uh, Yeah, he directed this video. Yeah, I'll play a little bit. I'll play a few minutes of it. Probably not the whole thing, though.
1: This song is called Writing on the Wall.
0: It's, uh, that was really good. Very interesting. Um, so that's Jordan page. Of course, Jordan page plays a very special role in a lot of this stuff because Jordan page is really the only, um, reason that we know that David had an active deal and Jordan page posted that. And he stood by that and even stood by that later on when he was questioned about it. So. That David was working on a deal, um, not to say that David was going to get $30 million from any particular deal, but um, so this is still from January 21st, what Jordan Page is um, posting here, and very, very good song, very powerful song. And of course, remember, Jordan. at this point, Jordan Page, none of us really know about this quote-unquote writing on the wall um, in David's house. So there was no way for him to make that connection. And it, if he would have known, I, you know, I, my guess is he probably wouldn't have chosen this song. But it is a very powerful song, and um, it's just so interesting how it just kind of fits and just kind of flows. And somehow that, you know, sometimes not sometimes, but all the time, <laughs> that's how God works, um, showing us things, giving us things that we may not like to look at, we may not want to look at. But you know what? You can be Jonah. And if you're Jonah, you're gonna be you're going where God um, wants you to go. You get spit out by by a whale if you try to resist. But uh, it's just better to just go wherever God leads you. There is a plan. There is a reason for it. So it's very interesting in this case, especially this case, that it sometimes can be very, very toxic, very, very toxic, and then at other times can be very, um, very sad. It can be very um, powerful, and it can really um, teach us a lot. I, I teach me a lot, you know. I'll speak for, for myself in this, but I've learned a lot, grown a lot. Hopefully, from this case, from a man that I do not know and have no vested interest in proving he's innocent or guilty. That is the difference between me and these gray state goons. They have an interest in um, in David being guilty. Which is sad because they would have an interest, I would think, that they would have a bigger interest in David being innocent, right? And not to say that they should lie or anything, but – and that's what we were hoping for. It's like, wow, okay, so you guys are saying David Crowley did this, but to this day we have not seen any any proof, any, any evidence that David Crowley did. And we've seen so much to the contrary that these gray state goons um, – Choose to ignore, or to discount, or to belittle, or to try to discredit the people that are talking about it and saying it, and that's really sad um, because that just you know raises a lot of questions about about them and about how much they really care about this guy, this this soldier, and this person that they worked with and spoke highly of. For the most part, they spoke very highly of David Crowley. Until this happened. Um, and then they would speak ill of David Crowley and still want to move forward with his project. Which again seems very, very strange to me. Not cool. Not cool, bro. Alright, so that is Jordan Page. And always happy for... Um, always good to, to see anything written or posted by Jordan Page because... To me, to me, it was very brave what he did and what he said, and that he stuck by it. How did Jordan Page know about this $30 million deal? How did Jordan Page know about this deal um, with David Crowley and, and Michael Entertainment Group? Very interesting stuff here. This one is even more interesting. C. Emery, and I don't know who this person is, but C. Emery, Um not too hard to find out because they, they're not trying to hide anything. They make it very clear who they are. So, i going to read this. C. Emery says, I was shocked to receive, and this must be still on January 21st. So, the shock waves is there. And um, C. Emery says, I was shocked to receive news earlier this evening of David, his wife, and young daughter passing away. So people are receiving this news probably around the 20th, 24th, maybe on the 19th or so. Um, Because I know there were early media reports out there. But he says he learned about it this evening. That would be January 21st. And all that he learned is that David, his wife, and his daughter had passed. So he says, my condolences go out to David's and his wife's extended family. This Tumblr page, too, the more I think about it, I know I keep having other thoughts. This Tumblr page um, was created very, very quickly and is not created, was not created for, um, you know, to be a uh, smokescreen or to be a filter. For David Crowley. It wasn't anything to make him look like a like a monster. And it leads me to believe that a lot of people posting here as we read on, a lot of people posting here have no idea that the police are accusing David, that the gray state goons are also accusing David of this heinous crime. Uh, so he says, My condolences go out to David and, and his wife's extended family. Now here's the, the interesting part what he says. David, Danny Mason, and H.G. Altman and I had the opportunity to work on a one-day shoot for Gray State The Rise on location in Roosevelt, Oklahoma, March of 2013. And we've seen um, footage of that. And it goes back to where was when he says Gray State The Rise, is he talking about the fictional? Because if you look at the footage that they filmed, it looks like it was filmed for a for a fictional movie, not for a documentary. Unless The Rise was supposed to blend in some documentary stuff with some B-roll footage of Danny's Danny Mason's character and H.G. Altman's character um, going back and forth. But the fact that Danny Mason is here, Danny Mason would, would be part of the fictional movie because he's in character here. Uh, during this one-day shoot, and H. D. Altman probably is too. And H. D. Altman is more of the uh, the antagonist, right? Danny Danny Mason is the protagonist, the good guy. A- H. D. Altman is the antagonist, the bad guy. In the twelve in the twenty twelve trailer. So my guess is that's what was happening here. So when they say Gray State, the rise, I wonder if they really mean Gray State. And again, that would be interesting. That would be a, a pretty cool concept to have a documentary that kind of um, did have some B-roll footage or some gray state trailer type footage mixed in some of the fictional scenes, some fictional stuff with um, in a documentary form. Probably not what they were meaning to do. Probably not what he's talking about. And maybe gray state, the the rise was supposed to be kind of the main title. I don't, I don't know, but it's pretty interesting. It's the second time that we've heard people say that. And this is the guy that was there on set with them for this one-day shoot in Roosevelt, Oklahoma, March 2013. Now, it gets even interesting. This is more interesting to me because this is something that I forgot about, completely forgot about. And CMRE goes on to say, in June of 2013, David and our film crew signed a contract to consult with the Gray State team about the post-production and possible uh, major distribution of both Gray State and Gray State The Rise. So this kind of leads me to think that maybe Gray State The Rise was going to include um, Danny August Mason's character in it maybe in some cut scenes with H. T. Altman I'm not really sure but he makes it very clear that he's talking that he's aware of both of them Gray State and Gray State The Rise Gray State is the fictional film Gray State The Rise is the documentary nonfiction film the companion to it so pretty interesting stuff here it wraps my head around in so many different ways and as I was going through this I'm like there's just so much here that I could never put in book form but it would be good to just kind of go through this get this off of my brain and then um, kind of go from there to to help me dissect this and to dissect what stuff should be included in the second book what is relevant here what is more confusing here and this is one of the more confusing but more interesting aspects to me is that uh before michael entertainment group there was another company that was that they had signed a contract is what he says to consult with the gray state team and post-production about post -post post-production and possible major distribution so post-production major dis- distribution of gray state and gray state theorized, but it, he doesn't give the name of what that company is. And he also makes it clear that at some point that con- that contractual agreement expired, which is similar to what uh, was in the Michael Entertainment um, contract with David Crowley where that would expire at some point. Um, so if, if, if you don't mind, if you could tell me if my audio is coming in okay, if, if you're still there. Um, i changed some of the settings on StreamYard and I just want to make sure that I didn't mess everything up. So if If it's not too clear, if there's an echo or something like that, I can always adjust it if it's too low. But I changed some of the settings. There's a stereo setting. There's an echo cancellation setting. But you can't have both of them on. So right now I'm in the stereo setting. And I'm wondering if I should go back to the echo cancellation setting. Any help with that would be greatly appreciated from anyone here. Here's what he also says. See Emery, or this person says... For for nearly six months, I became fully aware of the obstacles David and his team faced on a daily basis to work on both films, both films. So, two fictional films, one fictional film, one documentary film, one fiction film, one non-fiction film. That's what that's what happened. That's what ended up happening. But it's pretty interesting. Here, he also says, um, even after our contractual agreement expired, I continued to have the upmo- utmost respect for the vision and hard work David and his entire crew put into making both projects become a reality. May David, his wife, and young daughter rest in peace. Lots of confusion at this point as far as what is going on. So people are just, you know, this is... This is just a place where people can share their thoughts on David Crowley, share whatever their experiences were um, at a funeral or a wake. What do you call this where people stand up and they just kind of you know, speak highly of that person here? And that's what this page seems like it was created for. So very good, int- uh, very good information in that post. I thought. Now then, there's a K. Fenton says I'm praying for the souls of David Camilla and Rania, so honored to be a part of the trailer. So Fenton was part of the of that trailer. Here's an interesting. I think I know who this is from. Uh, I don't know who this is, but. Anyone who knows about the Bundy Ranch standoff, uh, this comes into play with that. So very interesting. Listen to what is said here. To all concerned at Gray State, they rise. First, I want to convey my deepest condolences for the loss of David Crowley and his family. The death of this man and his family is the mere effort to plug the sinking ship of tyranny. The passing of this man in no way thwarts the idea behind his work, his film, nor his heart. My heart cries out for his family, their friends, and colleagues, and I hope that their good memories and his passion will carry them through the dark times ahead of them. May God bring relief and comfort to each of your hearts. It is my hope that this project will not only continue, but will do so with heightened resolve. This is a matter regarding several aspects of our founding principles, the right to free speech, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. As a bit of an introduction, my son and I were one of many who went to Bunkerville, Nevada, to protect and defend the Bundy family and our liberties. I say this not to brag, but so that you understand that our following offer is from someone who has and will defend those who stand for righteousness and liberty. This is what this person named M. Bell, only known as M. Bell, this is what they said. Should this film project go forth, I would like to volunteer mine and my son's services in the protection of those who continue making this important film. They're offering help. This being said, and if wanted, We can also contact others who defended the the Bundy family to come to the filmmaker's aid by providing 24-7 security either on set, the homes of those involved in this project, or anywhere else we are needed. If this is something you would consider, please contact me when the time is appropriate. Again, all those who knew this man and his family have our deepest sympathy for their loss. Imbel I don't know who M-Bell is, but anyone familiar with the Bundy family standoff, the Bundy Ranch standoff? i um, be very curious to hear your, your thoughts on this. Um, because there's been some interesting things regarding yeah. that Bundy standoff. What was real? What was fake? Who, who were, there were informants. Um, there were just a lot of strange things going on. And here you have some people... Uh, wanting to help make sure that this project goes forward, even offering to protect these people, that they would uh, protect the film with 24-7 security <clears throat> on either, the, uh, either on the set, the homes of those, or anywhere else that they are needed. So that's a very interesting comment. That comment definitely stuck out to me. And if anyone knows um, who this Imbel might be, That would be interesting to communicate who that is. Okay, Blooded the Brave. Has anybody heard of Blooded the Brave? To me, that sounds so familiar, but I could not. I mean, I'm sure I could look it up. I could probably look it up right now and find out who it is. But this is what Blooded the Brave says I'm shook and very sad to hear that someone I have worked with to open hearts and minds using artistic expression has passed away. Right? Not saying they killed themselves. They passed away. Dave Crowley, the writer and director for the Gray State Film Project that I've been a part of, will be missed by many. He impacted so many. And I know the community will put together, will pull together. And I know the community will pull together to uplift one another and continue working for truth and peace. Dave, thank you for giving me the chance when so many never would, blooded the brave. And there's a quote, stand now or kneel forever, Gray State. A very powerful quote. What are they standing for, right? Because this comes, in, this comes into play as the days, as the weeks, as the months go by with the Gray State goons, and they are just trying to bury the, the truth about David Crowley and his strange death and the circumstances surrounding his death. The gray state goons make every intention to bury the truth so that people can't find it, won't see it, won't even look for it, won't even know where to go for it. But this blooded, the brave, B. Elias, um, you know, is another person. Really wants to see this happen. Um, Just very... uh, the impact of of what has, has happened, of what David's impact was to so many people, uh, he wants to make that very, very clear. Jay Bartlett is another one. I just read the news. This is tragic and not to be ignored. I'm so sorry for your loss. So let's move on to page two. Back to reader immersion. Every time I do that, it knocks me out for a second. I'll get back on. Okay, so now we're looking at page two. See, now here it says, this is a remembrance page for David Crowley, combination email. So this must be just something they put at the very top of the page, very top of this. Okay, it's starting to make more sense what Tumblr is. Uh, Okay, because this one is January January 21st, 2015. So here's what L. Martin says. Just, I just want to say how sorry I am for the loss of a good person. May Crowley fly with the eagles free from the grasp of the government and their corrupt ways. You are free, Crowley, and those you left behind will miss you. And think of you always. May you rest in peace. The loss of a good person. So again, more, more proof. These people have no idea uh, what David Crowley has already been accused of within 24 hours of his body being found. By January 18th, he's already being accused of a double murder-suicide. A lot of these people just do not know that yet, and maybe I wouldn't even know that uh, um, if if I had not seen and read the press releases going out by the police on January 18th. That's when they say David Crowley did this this is and uh, i think it's a quote-unquote alleged double murder suicide but they make sure to say the public is not in any danger so the public would not be in any danger if they had if they knew what happened and so that's what i thought right unless they were trying to trick people and just unless the police wanted people to think that they were accusing david while they were actively investigating other people We haven't seen any evidence that they've been actively investigating anybody but David, even though one of the reasons they blame David is because they say they couldn't find evidence that any, you know, of anybody else doing this. But the big question is, did they look for the evidence? So that's what L. Martin says. Seawalker says, so sorry to hear the news today. So this must be, a lot of news must have just came out. A lot of people just hearing about it on the 21st. So it's kind of hush-hush between between January 18th to January 20th, January 21st. A lot of people just did not know what, what was happening. And how many of those people would eventually conform to the official theory? And how many wouldn't? And how many would privately have their own questions about all of this? There's some interesting facts. Interesting questions, I guess I should say. So I'm going to plug in. So I'm just gonna plug this in before my battery dies. continue on a little bit now this one is from a man named Stuart Rhodes and I'm pretty sure you've heard of Stuart Rhodes he's the Oath Keepers leader Oath Keepers recently again found out that there were some informants in the Oath Keepers the vice president not Stuart Rhodes but the vice president apparently was and I'll just read this. If you don't know who Stuart Rhodes is, um, you will now. You should by now. Let's Google January 6th. Stuart Rhodes, Oath Keepers. You'll find it out. Here's what he says. As others have already said, Grace say the movie needs to be made. I hope Mitch and others involved will see it finished. So he doesn't know. Like many people didn't know that Mitch had already kind of bowed out from this project by that time. He says, I hope Mitch and others involved will see it finished as a tribute to David and his family to complete his mission. So again, these people do not yet understand um, what David is being uh, uh, accused of. And this could be why so many people wind end up going silent after the accusations against David. So instead of standing up for David further, and maybe they did in their own way, there was not too many forums where they could do that aside from you know, the Justice for David Crowley and Family Facebook group and the Justice for David Crowley of Gray State Page. Aside from there, you know, there wasn't really, you're not going to see um, a lot of people really actively standing up and asking questions. you see some of that in some videos, but a lot of the videos, especially in those early days, were just saying that the government killed David Crowley. And that was it. Government did it. All right, let's move on to the next case. Let's get back to what Stuart Rhodes says here. He says, such a movie would be immensely powerful and a potential game changer, which is why we are all so suspicious that there was external foul play involved in this tragedy. If the project is carried on, I pledge all assistance possible from Oath Keepers to see it made. So here you have more people. They want to pitch in. They want to help. They want to get this thing done. Not realizing that these Grey State goons have already decided David Crowley is guilty. They're already jumping on that bandwagon. And they jump on it quick and they stay on it. And they're trying to stay on it, even though the the wagon is loose. (laughs) The wagon does not have four wheels, if it ever did. And they're still trying to hold on desperately, clinging to the official theory, as the official theory crumbles and gets buried, as it should, because it's not true. All these people looking for facts, looking for the truth about what happened here, hopefully, maybe not publicly, but hopefully privately, they do stand with us. Who want justice for this family? He even says here, we're all which is why we are all suspicious that there was external foul play involved in this tragedy. Very interesting comment there. So I was scrolling through all of this, trying to get to just that one comment by uh, David's teacher and started rereading some of the stuff. Like, wow, this is there's some interesting comments here. Here's another one for by uh, People Against the NDAA on Facebook. Rest in peace, David Crowley and Crowley family. Thank you for shedding light on the NDAA. We will make sure your hard work gets to the people who wanted to see it. Okay, that's a promise by the people against the NDAA. So I hope they're they're here with us too, because the only way to make sure that David's hard work gets to the people that he wanted to see it is to clear his name first, and then whoever wants to move forward with the project can move forward with it. So I would expect the people against the NDAA Facebook to be right here with us. We'll see if they're all talk or if they're uh, more than that. Next September, this is another interesting one. I haven't heard of next September. I was going to look it up last night and just, I was so burnt out. I just, yeah, couldn't do it. Next September, we'd like to extend our deepest thoughts and condolences to the families and friends of David Crowley and his wife and child. We have been supporters of the Grace Day Project from the beginning, and we're proud to have contributed our music to its soundtrack. Our thoughts are with you. So they were part of the soundtrack. All right, here's from S. Mitchell. This is another interesting one. My condolences for the tragic passing of David Crowley. May the pain of his loss be a strength to those that remain. May his creative dream continue unimpeded by the apparent or not so readily apparent causes of his death. This use, let me finish this. My heart goes out to all that knew and cared for David and his family. This use of a parent is what really stuck out to me. Because um, in the second media release by the Apple Valley Police Department, they are calling this, they're not saying this is a mur- double murder-suicide. They're saying this is an apparent double murder-suicide. So I believe this person has had read the uh, news meet, the press release by the Apple Valley police that's where this apparent comes in so and he makes it clear it's not so apparent or not so readily apparent causes of his death very interesting there not speaking ill of David but could be a person that it's like wow okay they're saying David did this And again, the confusion, the people scrambling, the people searching for truth, and then you have the other people scrambling to control the narrative to make sure that people conform and go with what the police are saying. And it happens to be the Gray State quote-unquote team. The irony of that is just so relevant and so evident. (laughs) That they would on one side... We need to resist, resist, resist. Oh, our friend died. There's no proof. Oh, he's guilty. That's it. And you guys are crazy if you don't believe it. Because of the thorough police investigation that happened. At this point, what do they really know? Except for that the police are accusing David Crowley of a quote-unquote apparent double murder suicide. This person makes it clear. Or not so readily apparent. Hmm. This one... Uh, this next one is by D. Hagen. or Hagen. I like this one. I like the way this is put. This is another person who's like, ah, things are kind of fuzzy here. This is kind of sketchy. The letters, this is what D. Hagen says, the letters in this photo of my gray state paracord bracelet are as gray and fuzzy as the circumstances of David Crowley and his family's recently discovered death. That sums it up very perfectly. The letters in the photo are as gray and fuzzy as the circumstances of David Crowley and family's recent, recently discovered death. <laughs> the work and message he stood for will be remembered forever. R.I.P. Very well said. Very well said. Now this next one by M. Papke, M. Dot Papke, uh, simplify. It's what really stood out. Here's what he says. He or she, I don't know if it's a he or she. Don't give up, brothers and sisters. We need you more. We need you more now than ever. Simplify. M. Papke. Then there is a R. Hogan. Let's see what R. Hogan says. RIP Crowley family. Hopefully the investigations will prove David wasn't behind this and evidence will emerge that this was indeed an attack because of this project. Hopefully people will stand strong and support this like never before. So lots of open-minded people being open to pay hey, this, you know, we knew David could have done it, but they're hoping that the uh, investigations will prove David wasn't behind this. I think we all were. I think we all were hoping that they would say. And I, I think their investigation, their investigation did prove that David Crowley wasn't behind this. And as far as evidence showing up that this was indeed an attack because of this project. There may be some of that out there too. But it's. That's um, R. Hogan posted on Facebook. We'll go to the next page here. Give me a
1: second. All
0: right. Now we'll go to Immanzo. This is all just looking at the Remember David Crowley Tumblr page that was created soon after David died. Look looks like january twenty first is when it was created. So Immanzo says Thank you for trying to wake up the world and in the process your life was cut short. So this person is saying his life was cut short because David was trying to wake up the world. The loss of your life is shining lots of attention on your movie. Hopefully people will start paying more attention to what is going on around us. RIP David and family. I see a martyr. Maybe yeah, that's not the right word or right term. Another one. K. O'Toole. Sending thoughts and prayers to the family's friends, colleagues, and supporters of david and his vision i really hope this film doesn't get killed off this country needs us now more than ever g hicks writes for every person that falls breaching the cage of tyranny may one thousand rise in fury when the time is nigh for this is the true law of independence may your legacy be always remembered as a reminder of this truth R.I.P. David Crowley and dear family and my deepest condolences to those who have worked so closely with them. G Hicks. That's January 20th. This stuff is not in order. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, so we're going. Early as January 20th. We're gonna keep going. I'm sure as we get to page one, we'll figure out when this was. This is probably graded on the 19th, 18th, or something, but it's filtering in as people are hearing it so it's kind of weird with the next usually the next page goes to the right but in this case it goes to the left this makes me think tumblr is a uh, is a uk product or um not a usa product this next one i can't read because it is in spanish and i do not speak spanish so um <clears throat> can't help you there but Let's go on to the next one. This is the one that I was looking for, and this is <laughs> this is where I finally got to last night. This is the quote. This is the um, person that I was looking for here. So this will be very important to read. This. This is what this person says. Let me skip to the um... <clears throat> T. Dot and this was sent in via email. So uh, yeah, nineteenth. So at least on the nineteenth, must be the nineteenth or eighteenth. This may have been. This Tumblr looks like it was created within a day or two. Had to have been within a day or two after David died, after the public knew about it. That plot thickens, thickens. So the last one, the last post was on the twenty. Was on January twenty-fifth. Okay. Here's what David's former teacher says. David was one of my digital production David was one of my digital video production students. Gray State began as he was still attending classes. Gray State the rise began as a project in my class. He helped out donating his time, equipment and talent on a project of my own. After he graduated, I was one of the people that consulted on the first few drafts of the Gray State screenplay. What happened to him and his family is truly a tragedy in every sense of the word, needless, wasteful, and heartbreaking. David was one of those rare individuals who possessed a combination of intelligence, talent, and enthusiasm that most of us can only hope to strive for. He was brilliant, probably a genius, savantish in his ability to not only learn but master a new skill in an absurdly short time. His capacity for creative vision and expression was expensive and seemingly limitless in both depth and breadth. He was highly motivated and impassioned about his projects, especially Gray State. The project bore a message he felt honor-bound to spread to the world. Man, so powerful. I have heard from many of his fellow classmates how much they admired and look up to him. He was also a kind, compassionate, respectful person with a great sense of humor. From the way he spoke of his wife and daughter, I was clear he was a loving and devoted father and husband. I did not know Kamel well, but I got the impression she was equally talented and brilliant. We spoke a few times briefly via phone and email. She was running a cake decorating business and created some cupcakes in the shape of characters for a film premiere of a project I was working on. My heart goes out to David and Kamel and their daughter's family and friends. To the cast and crew and all of the supporters who followed David on his journey, I hope you may find the solace that can allow you to make it past the pain this tragedy has brought to you. The universe is truly a dimmer place without the three of you here. T. LaFay That's the one I was looking for. That's the one that will definitely be included in the book. And it would be awesome. It would be great to interview this teacher of David, who not only um, spent time with David in the classroom, but uh, spoke with Kamel over the phone and via email. Had Kamel uh, create some cupcakes in the shape of characters for a film premiere of a project that this person was working on. More importantly, this person had read some of the early versions of the Gray State script. This person says, I was one of the people that consulted on the first few drafts of the Gray State screenplay. Very important, because it would be interesting to um, hear that person's view on the scripts that we have and how accurate or how similar or how different they were from the first few drafts. I'm assuming those first few drafts all included Danny August Mason's character, and I'm assuming this person has not read the drafts that did not have Danny August Mason's character in it. We'll see. Okay, just looking at the audio. All right, so here's the next one, S Stansel. Now now we're getting into January 19th, January 19th here. So now we know how far back this goes, right? Getting close. First and foremost, I want to give my heartfelt condolences to David's family members and friends. What you must be going through is undoubtedly heartbreaking A tragic loss of even one member leaves us devastated. But a whole family such as his, not sure there is a word for. Today I can only say one thing to all of you. Your David and his family won't go unnoticed. They stood before giants. They represented more than just the American people and their rights. They represented the body of freedom over any tyranny. Right now, they may seem like a fading whispers. But to finish this, they will be a shout that brings down the walls. S. <clears throat> Family won't go un- unnoticed. And that's the thing. Is why we're trying to dig up... Uh, some of those lies and uh, and the buried truth about this here. And we need help. We need help. Because there are people out there that have the information that know David Crowley is innocent. It's out there. You're out there. Anything you can do to help would be greatly appreciated. So this was another one, September, I'm sorry, January 19, 2015 is what it looks like. Now we're getting into that date. We we will miss you, bro. Be white. And they post that photo that we've seen that has um, multiple people working on the Gray State Project. Lots of people involved in this. From start to finish, or at least from the very start, or at certain points. Um, Towards the end, though, we do know, based on David Crowley's own posts and his own words, it was just him and his wife. That's what he says. S. Forbes says, My heart goes out to the families of David and Kamel. I cannot comprehend the level of anguish they are feeling. I personally wish you find peace and comfort in our eternal Father's promise. Amen. Their lives have made a difference in this world yet to be witnessed. May God bless each of you and warm you with his love. S. Forbes. P. Provelis says, Our condolences to the family. This is not good. Was fortunate to meet David and have a beer on screening of Gray State, blew my mind. Compared the similarities of what my family went through World War II when the Soviet Gray State came into the Baltics, disarming all of the Lutherans, and one night 40,000 were shipped off to Siberia. To me, David was a filmmaker genius, powerful, insightful, wise. Prayers. Are with the family and friends. Words must get out. Word must get out. I, Dimitrov, I think we have another person that served with David here. Let's see what this person says. I cry for my brother, David. We working together in Afghanistan, 2008 to 2009. I will pray for you and your lovely family. God bless you, brother. I never forget you. This is a person who does not believe David Crowley is guilty. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Does not believe David Crowley is guilty. I right, Demetrius. um we need your help. We need your help now. You have, you probably, you served with David in Afghanistan, you have some good information that the public could really use. Please think about that. All right, so I'm going to go to the next page, and you know that as I do, it will um, stop sharing for a second, but I will go back to that. Actually, when I go into reader immerse mode, and it will stop. All right, all all of a sudden the reader immersed vote is gone. Whatever, just keep going through it. K. Kells, I'm so sorry for your losses. It seems as though there's a lot of unanswered questions and strange things going on. This is January 19, 2015. How on earth were David and his family lying in their home for so long without anyone knowing? Were family and friends told to keep quiet? The news coverage of this is beyond disgraceful making him out to be a gun-crazed because of a photo he posted on his Instagram with movie props. And they barely, if at all, even mention the film. May this film and others get viewed worldwide and the truth be known. Rest in peace. k Also on January 19th, by N. Matheson. This brings tears to my eyes. I just read about this from Alex Jones' Infra Wars article. I've been following the work and production of The Grey State and am saddened by the loss of David and his family and offer my condolences to family and friends. Not that I knew anyone making this film personally, I still felt a closeness to the project through my sharing of the trailer comments of support for the project and answering questions the film make the filmmakers from time to time asked this film brought to light a vision of my own that i've had for our future as well as countless others i feel at a loss for words again i offer my condolences and will still show support for the hopeful release of this film in matheson january 19th 2015. Inside the cave, how are you? Um, Inside the cave says, why did David's sister say in an email she was worried if David was even alive after Dan Jr. got his new phone number? It was actually David's sister uh, saying that David's mom was... Sa- well, I, I I think you're right. I think David's sister also said something like that too. Um, but I think David's mom was worried because David wasn't getting back to her wasn't communicating with her there are some interesting things in those emails that go back and forth with David um really with David's wife and David's sister so and yeah and that's the the thing if Dan the reason Dan Jr. getting David's new cell phone number is another thing where it's like well you know I don't know how much David was really distancing himself from his brother if he if he was giving his brother his new phone number, right? And then it sounds like Kamel responds that David also gave it to to David's mom. David's mom got the phone number, and maybe David's sister did not know about it. So there's some communication issues. There's something strange going on there. And it's interesting that this is a part of the 94 page police reports. I'm not exactly sure why. Hopefully, they put, the police gave us everything from all of their supplemental police re- report. We should have everything. That's what I was told, that we have it all. So, I don't know. I don't really have a good answer. Um, I, I think there was an issue. I think David's sister, there was an issue between David and the sister, and I'm not exactly sure what that was. It's not really mentioned that much, but there was some type of a, issue or a, or a falling out. That must have happened. And if that was my brother, I'd, you know, if, uh, I would, I'd be mad too. If I'm contacting them, uh, I would be pretty mad if they're not responding to me. So I don't, I don't fault David's sister for, you know, being frustrated with them. I, I don't know the, the extent of what the whole family issue was. And I also don't know how relevant it is, to that. Um, Inside the Cave also says, that was the first time throughout the entire case prior to anyone's knowledge that someone referenced death towards David. Yeah, that um, they were worried about David being dead, right? Seems like the sister may have said something. David's mom may have said something about that, too. Um, and in the police reports, I think... It's summarized about what David's mom said, and there is some mention of that. Uh, let's see. So Tyler Campbell says, it's interesting to think about why he even changed his number. Well, I think that had to do with that Kamel's dad was, um, from what they say, Kamel's dad was paying for the phone numbers and at some point had decided... You know, not to pay for it, or David was going to take it over. So, but David had—I mean, this is a number David had had for for a while. So obviously, he's going to try to keep that number and then forward it to his new to his new number that he would end up paying for. My understanding is that is why David changed the his number is because um, Camel's dad stopped paying for that phone number. That's my understanding of it. Uh, seems like there was a fallout with the family to be honest. Yeah, there was some, yeah, I mean, that seems reasonable. But when Dan Hinnon spoke with Kamel's dad, it didn't seem like it was anything that big, according to what Kamel's dad told Dan Hinnon. They have fights and things like that, but it wasn't this big, this big thing that is made out to be. Um, so that's interesting too, because that kind of, you know, you have Kamel's sister saying that David called up, Camel's dad cussing and stuff, but then when Dan Hinnon spoke with Camel's dad, the dad said, no, that that never happened. So, I don't know. Yeah, getting the car back, and that's an interesting one about the uh, car because Camel's dad, I guess, bought David David a car in 2009 or 2010, right after he got out for his birthday, according to what Camel's family friend said during the one hour talk that i did with with her so yeah there was car exchanges it sounds like everything was good really you know in 2014 everything seemed you know really good um between kamel's family and david and kamel that's the way that i took it anyway Um, did dan ask about the car or the phone. I have to. I'll have to go back and look at the notes. If you go to Dan Hannon's website, uglytruth.info, uh, there is Dan Hannon does have like all of his notes from that talk because he didn't record the conversation with Kamel's dad. It happened kind of fast. Dan Hannon left a message for Kamel's dad. And I think Kamel's dad called called him back and and they spoke. So, but Dan Hannan has a lot of notes on that on his website, uglytruth.info. Info, and that may be something that we want to include in the second book too. So that's another thing that I'm looking at. Um, everybody, hold on the line if you don't mind, and I will be right back because there's still some more stuff we gotta we gotta go through. If you have any any other questions, please drop those in the uh, comments. And again, if anyone wants to jump into this, you definitely can. All right, I apologize for that, um, but some great questions inside the cave. Thank you for asking those, and hopefully that answers some of those questions that you were you were posing. Um, so we went through M. Matheson, and here's another one, C. Bostwick. I was fortunate enough to meet David during OEF 08-09. Um, we used to sit and talk for hours. R.I.P. Sergeant Crowley. All of this doesn't add up to me. That's kind of one of the main consensus I think here is this: this just does not add up. It doesn't add up to what they want, to what they say, to what they tell us. <laughs> very, very strange stuff there. Um, let's keep. Let's keep on keeping on. So it's interesting to go back through these comments and especially these early days and I guess learning about Tumblr and understanding (laughs) how Tumblr works and how it kind of goes backwards. It's showing the most recent posts first. And so, so far we're down to January 19th, January 18th. So this, I mean, this had to have been, this Tumblr page had to have been created very closely after David died. All right. What else do we have? Let me go back to it. But yeah, so this is another person that served with with David. And those are the people I think a lot of people want to hear from. They want to hear from um people that serve with david what was david like did you stay in contact with david after you left the service have you spoken with other people in the service with everything that has come to light in the last couple years if not earlier Has any views changed? Any of these people that knew David, that served with David, that worked with David, has any of their views changed? Have they looked at the information that we've put out there that shows David Crowley is innocent? There's a free book out there by a guy named Greg Fernandez Jr. You can always read it. Here's another one with no, um, no name, just but it says Crowley was a great squad leader and a great friend. R.I.P. Sergeant. I hope his dream for the movie will live on. Again, another thing that I think a lot of people uh, are hoping for, and I believe the only way to really do that is um, is to get his name cleared. That's it. All right? It's exceptionally cleared. That's the official. Ruling, the official theory of this case, but then you have the Tom Lydon interview with the police and where they just go off and accuse David of doing this. We believe he snapped. We believe he went into a dark place. If you're focusing on this day in and day out, then it's going to take you to a dark place. None of that is true. So Why are the police... Not doing their job. Their job is to solve this crime. And if the police at that level don't want to do it, maybe somebody else, some other uh, authority at a higher level will. And there may be police in Apple Valley that do want to do their job. That could be still haunted by what happened. By the investigation. Just the investigation. And the conclusion based on the investigation. They do not line up. They don't match. And it's like trying to make a negative and a positive magnet connect. doesn't work. Inside the Cave says he was celebrating Christmas when he died. Absolutely. It, it, I mean, if you look at the crime scene photos, it kind of looks like they were taking down the stocking stuffers and opening up Christmas cars and things like that. Um, I would not be surprised if they live past Christmas Day. Not too many people are going to take their stockings down the day of Christmas or the day after Christmas. Right? Why? Why not leave it all up? The Christmas tree is still up. But that isn't. Seems interesting to me so the cave also says and then writes alu akbar on the wall that goes against islam doesn't make sense agreed definitely agreed doesn't make sense is that just them somebody trying to make david seem crazy like whoa, it doesn't even make he didn't even understand islam it's a disrespectful thing to islam so then all of the islam followers are then going to hate david and then going to just assume David, you know, this guy must must have been nuts, not considering the possibility. Well, wait a minute. How do we know David wrote this? What proof do we have that David wrote Allah U Akbar on the wall? Zero proof. Absolutely no proof. Why would the police and the investigators assume David did this? That's one thing. Why would the people who really care? If they really care about David Crowley, why would anybody believe that David wrote that on the wall? Because they fucking told you? Because the authorities told you that he did? They don't know that he did. Why would you believe that? Why would anybody in their right mind believe David did that? Unless there was some type of evidence or something like that to go along with it. That wouldn't make sense to me. All right. Arguments with his brother, his friends, and his wife's family. Eh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, there was something going on, but again, but he gives his brother his new phone. So brothers, brothers fight. I got a brother. <laughs> I got a few brothers. You know, friends fight, and the wife's family, but. As far as the wise family, again, it just doesn't seem like there's really that much there. With the friends, if they're really friends, there was some disagreements, maybe some arguments or something. I don't know. Again, I don't know what. All that I know is what the documents and what the reports that we have say. That's it. And they don't really, you know, they don't really make it seem like this was anything uh, that is uh, that is re- related to why David died. So, I don't know. Uh, Just to go with the theory that they were, that he was distancing himself from them, I guess. Maybe that's the only thing that would make sense to me. Yeah, it's also hard to say. I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea who did it. But I do not believe David Crowley did. I can say that. Um, No gifts was definitely before. I think there were gifts. I think there were, um, there was at least, you know, a a few things. There was even that... um, that toy teapot that uh, Ranya had that was out, out on the uh, glass table in the living room, and then you have the uh, card that Kamel, that Ranya wrote to Kamel. So from Ranya to Kamel, that could have been a Christmas present there too. And then you have, but you have the stocking stuffers that were just like you know either they never got put up or they were in the process of being taken down. Then you have three or four bags, garbage bags, next to the fireplace, by the rear slider, by the garage door. That we don't know what's inside of those. Those could have been wrapping paper, um, you know, presents. I, I don't really know what those were either. But then you also have wrapping paper, Christmas wrapping paper, in the basement too, which makes me think that they had. Already wrapped stuff there too, or that maybe they were in the process of wrapping things. I really don't know. So, um, yeah, they're Chris, Christmas cards. So in the garbage can, um, there is one of the images shows a Christmas card envelope from Rania to Kamel, and it even has the green bow on it. And then um, there's a there's a there's an ornament, a Christmas ornament. Inside of the kitchen garbage. So if you look at the kitchen garbage, you'll you'll see that. And then if you compare that with what you see on the in the kitchen on the the refrigerator of that kitchen, you, you can also see um, that there's some letters there that may have been from Rania to Kamel, and that's why they're posted up there, possibly. But there is definitely at least one card one envelope that we find in the kitchen garbage. And there are Christmas cards. There's a Christmas card out on the counter next to where the stockings where the stockings are on the kitchen island. Uh let's see. Yeah, kinda of, yeah to me it kind of leans towards after Christmas. But I you know don't really know. Not really sure. We know the, you know, they know the last internet activity was on Dece- December 26th, I, I believe. And then the Blacklight Report shows some activity on uh, as late as January four- 14th. Um, so there's definitely some questions about that. Last person to be near him. Uh... Before he died was Dan Jr. I don't know. I mean, you have Sean Wright who says that he was the last person, probably the last person to have seen David alive in December of 2014. That's what Sean Wright says. Uh, Mason Hendricks also says something very similar too. And David and Danny August Mason were exchanging emails, I believe, as late as uh, December 16th or December 19th of 2014. So very very late. Inside the case says he can't remember when he went to the house and in the interview he didn't mention the gifts he dropped off if he even did. He um yeah, you're talking about David's brother, Dan Crowley Jr. So yeah, he gave, you know, he told the news re- the news reports state that um, he was unsure of the date, right? He said either the 26th or the 27th of of December that he dropped, that he went by the house and dropped those gifts off. But in the police report, I think it clearly states that it was December 28th. Uh, Yeah, so Dan Jr. dropped off the gifts either December 26th or 27th or the 28th. I go with the 28th because that is what's in the police report. The 26th or the 27th are what is in the early news media reports. That He says he didn't know exactly what date. He thinks it was the 26th or the 27th. When the police talk to him, talk to Dan Crowley Jr., Dan Crowley Jr. tells the police that he dropped them off on December 28th, 2014. So, I mean, yeah, it's, the answer should line up. In the documentary, he says the 24th. I heard that he went by there or something on the 24th. Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to go back and maybe, um, if you know around kind of a timestamp in the documentary of when he says that on the 24th. I think Mason Hendricks had mentioned that to me too he had gone by there on the 24th or drove by but didn't didn't stop by but the as far as dropping off the presents according to the police reports dan crowley jr dropped off the presents on january on uh december 28th 2014 that's all i know (laughs) i don't know anything else about that Uh, let's see. Anything? Okay, so that's it. Um, that is the last of those, so great questions. Um, oh, and The Side of the Cave says, uh, surely someone would know if they deliver the gifts late or early. Yeah, he should. I mean, I haven't heard him, I haven't heard him being quoted as delivering the gifts on the 24th, or, uh, that would be interesting, but in the documentary, if he says the 24th, I'd I'd love to find that quote, get that quote. Trust me, it's really interesting when Dan, when dad speaks about when he goes to his house, it's shaking. Hmm. Uh, Went by but didn't stop by. Where did he go after? Yeah, when I was talking with Mason Hendricks, he said that. Dan, Dan Crowley regretted – so they must have been – David and his brother must have been in some type of a argument or something like that where uh, Dan Crowley didn't want to go – he drove by the house from what Mason Hendricks told me, if I remember correctly. Dan Crowley Jr. drove by the house but didn't go in, didn't knock on the door or anything, but wanted to and had like this weird – almost like a premonition to go in to go and speak with his brother, but didn't. That's what he says. Uh, I don't know. So that's all that I know about that. Yeah, I drove by. He <laughs> drove by. I don't know. I don't know how accurate it is or if it's true or not. I haven't heard that from Dan Crowley Jr. I thought that that's what he was saying in the documentary when he says that he went by before Christmas, but maybe not. Maybe not. And the whole thing is strange. Absolutely. Absolutely, my friends. All right. Well, um, that is everything for the remembrance page that I could find. That I could go and uh, dig up there. And I don't know. I don't know if it's still active or if there's a way to even for people if they wanted to comment now. I don't know if they can. Looking at the very last one. So, yeah. So it looks like. Uh, Let me see. Yeah, that's it. That is it. So, um, again, I appreciate you all checking this out. And I'm going to eventually take all of this and chop it down into one nice little video at some point. But just some things I was thinking about last night. And sometimes it's just good to get it off Get it out here, get it out of my mind, and um, we'll see. We'll see what happens next, right? <laughs> all right, God bless you all. Hope you have a great weekend, and I'll probably be, be back because the more research that I go back and do from my old files, the more I'm like, man, I need to make sure I talk about this, or we haven't talked about this, or we haven't you know, discussed this in a long time, which is a lot of this stuff that I have from these early early days that I want to make sure does not get buried. I don't, want, I don't want it to be buried truth. I want it to be truth that everybody has access to. And that's it. Because I know there are people that want to bury the truth about this case. And we just cannot let that happen. It's not going to happen. I don't, I mean, looking back at this as early as, you know, a couple days after David died, even people were not buying it then. <laughs> There's a lot of people not buying it now. So God bless you all. And until next time, uh, on my other channel, Greg Fernandez Jr., I will be premiering um, a video related to JFK and Jim Garrison. So um, feel free to join me over there. God bless you all. Talk to you soon.